Let's all now turn to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Now, we just read this a moment ago. This happens to be the scripture of the month. But it fits so well with today that I had to read it. Ephesians 4, 32. Uh, if you could please stand on the reading of his word. We already are, Pastor. Okay, well, you know. Ephesians 4.32 says, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ also forgave you. God bless and honor the reading of his word. You may be seated. Lord God, as we come together today, I pray that I not speak, but that you speak. Lord, I pray that today we receive your word, that we apply it to our lives. Lord, I know that this Sermon's going to be sensitive in a lot of ways. Sensitive to me, sensitive to everyone, because every single one of us are going to hear things that are going to affect us. Because not one soul, not one soul can hear this without it really getting to them, because every single one of us need change in our lives. I pray that you, Lord God, will help us to hear it, to receive it, and to allow it to change us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, when I was young, I was taught manners. I was taught to have manners. Everybody has manners, you know. But I was taught to have good manners, not bad manners. Now, sometimes I fail that, depending on my mood or how I'm feeling physically. Uh, there's times I can be rude, and I don't mean to be. But when I'm in pain, sometimes I can be a jerk. <laughs> I once said that I could be a jerk, you can be a jerk, we can all be jerks. That's true. That's true. Uh, last week, I preached about the aftermath of sin. Well, this kind of goes along with that. You can say this is part B or two, however you want to look at that. But this goes right along with it, too, about having good manners. It's about having good manners. Yeah, I was taught to say please when you ask. I was taught to say thank you when you receive. And I'm going to tell you something, just so you know. If I didn't say please or thank you, oh, I'd receive something myself. <laughs> and I'm glad for that. I really am. I'm very glad for that. My father and mother taught me right, but especially for my father, because my dad could give a look, oh, those eyes could go and pierce right through you. You know what I'm saying? In fact, if you if he was wanting to get your attention, all you have to say is, what? What'd you say? What? And I'm going to tell you, when he did that, whoo, Aunt B. I mean, he could get your attention right away. But he told you to say, please, when you ask him, thank you. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Not to him. You don't say ma'am. But either way, you say, yes, sir. Thank you. No, thank you, please. They taught us to show respect to others. Show respect to your elders, especially. Show respect to your elders. I used to work with a guy who used to always say they had a hard time speaking. He had uh, mental issues. But he would always say, you respect your elders. And he was right to respect your elders. Always said that. Hold the doors for others. I still do that when I go to a store. Thank you. Here you go. And uh also, I sit there, it seems like 18, 25, 35 minutes holding the door for other people. You know why? Because it's nice. It's nice to do that. I used to get yelled at for doing it from some folks. I don't care. Hold the door for others. Say, hello. Be kind to people. These are called good manners. Don't interrupt. I fail that a lot of times. You know that. You to talk to me. I fail that sometimes. I get so excited and, and about what I'm going to say that I, I feel horrible about it. I interrupt them. And then I say, oh, I'm sorry. I apologize for interruption. Because apology is a nice thing. I get told I apologize too much, and they're probably right. I know I do. 
But it's also kindness to apologize when you're rude. And I'm told not to be rude. Apologize for your mistakes. Apologize for your rude behavior. Apologize for your offense. Don't be too proud to apologize. When you're too proud, you're not listening to the Holy Spirit. And I got news for you. This sermon today is not for the lost. It's not for those who don't have Jesus Christ. It's for those who do. It's for my brothers and sisters in Christ. It's for the people of this church. It's for the people of the church. And I'm not just talking the moment through the Bible Baptist Church. I'm talking about the people who are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. The lost can hear it. They can use it too. But quite frankly, they don't understand because they're ignorant. They don't have Christ. They don't have the Holy Spirit. And many Christians are ignorant too. Ignorant because they choose to be. Ignorant because they choose to go by the ways of the world. So, in reality, it's going to make me sound rude. It's going to make me sound mean. I'm not being mean. I love them. And I love all people. And I want the people to hear. You may not know this about me. I helped take care of children for a very long time. Not just the 25 years that I helped teach the children here. No, 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 no. I've babysat so many kids. I changed more diapers than you can take a glance at or you'd want to. And let me tell you this. I changed more diapers than just a literal situation. I'm talking about changing diapers in mood. Changing diapers in the way kids talk and the way they are. And I'm not perfect, of course. But folks, changing diapers, I'm not talking spiritual diapers. People, we have to still change spiritual diapers every day. The people are dirty. And you have to change spiritual diapers when you're a minister. You have to change spiritual diapers all the time. And I'm still doing it. Changing spiritual diapers. It's continuous. And I'll be honest with you, it's not always pretty to change spiritual diapers. But it has to be done. Including my own. And I don't like that neither. Because that always comes to a fact that you have to look at yourself and say, oh, that's nasty. And you have to change it. It has to be done. So the title of today's sermon is something that's not always very fun, but it's called God Manners. No, not good manners. It's called God Manners because God's manners are good manners. They just are. They're the kind of manners that we as Christians should have, God's manners. And he does teach you, say, oh, God doesn't teach us about manners. That's something that's brought up in societies. Well, let me tell you something, brothers and sisters of Christ. God does bring up manners in the Bible over and over and over again. Not just in their societies, but the way that we should live through Christ. Yes, manners are in the Bible too. Yes, they are. And we're going to talk about that. First of all, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 22, verse 6, Train up a child in the way he should go. That doesn't just mean the males. Train up a child the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, a lot of times we talk about this being the bringing them up to know Jesus, and that's true. But in all ways, to keep in mind, this was an Old Testament saying. An Old Testament saying, and this means when back then they were trained up to follow the Lord God. So in every rule, in every way, what are rules, manners, the way they should live, the way they should behave, the way they should speak, the way they should not speak, the way they should wash. They, yes, they even had ways to wash. The ways they should eat, the way they should not be. Etiquette, everything that they did, everything they did not do, the way they should date, the way they should marry, the way they should treat their wives, the way they should treat their husbands, the things they should do, shouldn't do, the way they should raise their children, raise them up in the way they should go. And it will not depart from them. Oh, are you saying they could train their child and then they could 
control the child? No, but they could teach them how to be, not to let the child train them. Oh, I know that's a crazy thought, people. Nowadays, it's the exact opposite. The kids, the kid doesn't want to eat their mashed potatoes. Make them eat it anyway. I'm not saying take a, a, a spoon, pick it up and shove it down their throat. But I am saying, tell them, take a bite anyway. Folks, I'm saying this to you because if you can't get your kid to do stuff well at the house, how are they going to listen to you when you give them advice about following the Lord God? This is what I'm saying. But it goes on to say, this in so many ways, the ways of God and godly manners in respect and rules. And if you can't get the youngsters, if you can't get your youngsters to listen to you on the little things, then the big things is going to go all crazy. This is why Christians are going nuts nowadays because they don't listen to the word and the little things, let alone the big things. Because why should they? Mom and dad didn't make me wash my hands after using the restroom because I didn't feel like it. Pastor, are you sure this really goes along with it? Yes. Oh, everything goes together. Everything. This is the main important thing in your entire life. The golden rule. Teach this child, teach your children this from the get of the go. It's the rule that I try to live by every day. I fail sometimes. I fail. I'm not going to lie to you. I get in the flesh. I sometimes get irked. I get irritated. I sometimes be rude. And the Lord gets a hold of me by the Holy Spirit and grabs my collar and says, get back there, son. Fix it. And I have to. The golden rule of both Matthew 7, 12, but I'll be truthful with you. I like the wording much better in Luke 6, 31, which is the one I quote continuously. Do unto others as you would have them do. I'm going to say it again. As you would have them do unto you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I've even made a song about it. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Why? Because people are going to treat you like garbage sometimes. Talking about lost, yes. But I'm talking about fellow Christians. They're going to get in the flesh. You don't know what they've gone through. They're going to get in the flesh sometimes. They're going to treat you bad. Well, if they treat me bad, I have the right to treat them bad. And we do. We sometimes say, well, brother so-and-so, brother holier-than-thou, he treated me bad, so I'm going to treat brother holier-than-thou bad. Sister knows all the scriptures in the word. She treated me bad. She was rude to me. Well, we don't know what she went through. I'm not making an excuse for her. Maybe someone cut her off on the way to church. Not making an excuse for her. But we don't know. She might have dropped a Bible on her big toe. I don't know what happened. But I do know one thing. It doesn't mean that on the way here she's got a vendetta against Pastor Philip. It doesn't mean that she came in and, and sister knows every word of the Bible, a word, came in and said, I'm going to get him. But the arrogance of Brother Philip might be saying, oh, they all hate me. Oh, they all want to take it out on me. Oh, so I'm going to be rude to her from now on. No, 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 no. We can't do that. But what do we do in our arrogance? We take it home. We hold on to it. Oh, we hold on to it. We say, oh, from now on, I'm going to hate him. I'm going to hold a grudge. Oh, no, no. We can't do that. And I apologize if today I sound like I'm Going off, I'm not going off. I, in a way, I am. I'm going off on me, and I'm going off on thee, and I'm going off on the fact that all these Christians that are supposed to be good examples, are supposed to be good sheep of the Lord, part of the good, the lambs, part of the flock, are horrible examples to the lost. 
were to do unto others as we'd have them do unto you. You know, my favorite character, and everybody knows this about me, my favorite character of all time is Superman. I love him. I'm talking about the original, not these new ones where they try to make him rude and irritating and all this stuff. I'm talking about the way that he originally was. Everybody knows the original Superman was mild-mannered. He was mild-mannered. I mean, it was even in the opening. Mild-mannered reporter. You remember that. He's a mild, I have every episode. Uh, shock, shock, Pastor. He shocked us. But anyway, he's a mild-mannered reporter. But you know the complaint and why they try to change him around to be a jerk nowadays? Because they say he's too nice. Can you believe that? Too nice? Too good? Too clean cut? Too good to other people? He was the original superhero. I mean, I like him so much that even my Bible cover thing looks similar, see? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The thing is this. A lot of Christians even say, that to me, you're too nice. You're, okay, I've been ignorant sometimes. I've let people take advantage of me. We know that. I would rather be too nice than not nice enough. I'd rather be too mild-mannered than anything else. We'll get back to that in a minute. But the thing is, is what we're not to be, what we're not to be is ill-mannered. We're not to have bad manners. We're not to behave the way other people do. People don't behave well in social situations anymore. People behave like the lost. We're to be brothers and sisters in Christ, and the way we treat brothers and sisters of Christ are horrible nowadays. I see people treat the brothers and sisters of Christ like they're lost. We're not to be that way, and we're not to behave like the lost. A lot of people are rude, unmannerly, impolite, and uncivil. Quite frankly, like a brat. You know what a brat is? Someone who's not trained right, and so they just do what they want to do anytime they want to do it. Well, I have every right to behave like I want to. It doesn't make it right. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Just because you have the right doesn't make it right. I'm sure I'll say it again. That's just how it is. Matthew 15.11, pardon me. Matthew 15.11 says, That which goes into the mouth does not defile a man, because they were taught rules about what you can and cannot eat. Etiquette here, etiquette. But what it says is, that what goes into the mouth does not defile a man, but that which comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Now what does this mean? What does this mean? It means it's not what we eat that's evil, it's what comes out. Is it cursing? That's evil. We'll get to that in a second here. We'll get to that in a second. There's a lot of things that we say that we do as evil. We'll get to that here in a moment, though. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. When the people of God, talking about the children of the Lord here, these Christians, are surrounded by the ways of the world, whether that be the people. And folks, you know, back in the day, Christ said not to hang around the people who are lost, those type of people. But it's more than that now. Now people are reading books that are improper. They watch television shows. I know, I, I, I've been guilty of it. I, I'm, I'm talking to me just as much as you, maybe more so. Listen to music that's improper. Well, let's, whatever it could be. The thing is, what's your round you become? <laughs> it's just the way it is. Our attitude gets changed. Well, that's the attitude. My dad used to say, you need to watch your attitude, son. That used to make me so upset. They say, I don't have an attitude. Yes, you do. And of course, they couldn't say it out loud like that. <laughs> I want to tell you. I want to tell you something. He was right. Everything my dad said, oh, man, if he was here right now, I know. And I'd be like, oh, dad, 
But here's the thing. He was right. God was right. God was right. Because my, my father God told my father Fred, who told me, and now I'm telling you, everything they said was right. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts because it took so long to see it. It hurts to have to tell you, oh, man, we got to watch what we say and what we do. We have to watch our attitude. We have to watch our manners and the way we treat other people because we represent more than ourselves. We are children of God. You are a child of God. We're not to act like little children or spoiled brats. You're a child of God. It says in James 2.26, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. This is not talking about losing salvation as many people assume. What does it mean? Well, as I say over and over and over again, you're probably sick of hearing it, but it's one of my mottos, one of my mottos I live by. By our actions, we are known. In other words, if you have a kid down the street who loves to come down, come over and kick you in the shin, sorry, you're not going to like that kid very much. Every time he comes around, you're going to be like, oh, man. I mean, it's just how it is. You're like, oh, here comes Dennis the Menace. It's just how it is, you know. I don't blame Mr. Wilson. When I was a kid, it's like, oh, Mr. Wilson was me. No, he wasn't. Dennis was a menace. He was a pain in the neck and in the shin. And I didn't blame Mr. Wilson. I don't blame him at all. I'm now on Mr. Wilson's side. I never thought I was going to say that. I understand Mr. Wilson's predicament. Dennis was kind of a brat. But that being said, we're not to be like little Dennis. We're not to be a menace. We are to represent Jesus Christ. A while ago, I mentioned being mild-mannered. We're to be mild-mannered in the sense that we're to be like Christ. We're not to be wild-mannered like the world. I'll say it again. Mild-mannered, not wild-mannered like the world. That's not to be us. What are we to be? We're to be well-mannered. Following the ways of the, wor the world, no. The ways of the word, yes. Well-mannered. Having good manners. Treating people the way we want to be treated. We are to have God-manners, God-like manners. We are to be polite, to be courteous, well-behaved, to be civil. Not to be a civil war with people, but to be civil. We're to have Christ-like behavior. And this is the point where some Christians who like to fight, who like to scrap, who are always angry, don't know why. This is where they like to say, Jesus yelled at people. Jesus, no, he didn't. He didn't yell at people who were behaving to the Lord. He didn't yell at fellow believers. He got on to those who he called evil. He got on to those who were not following the Lord. He got on to those who he said were of the devil. He got on to those who were not with them. He got on to those and was in their face who said that you have the devil in you. He got on to those who put on the name of Christ by that I mean the name of God, it was misleading people away from the Lord. But let's not use excuses to be a jerk, as so many people do. They do. I know God, so therefore I can just say and do anything. No, you can't. Don't do it. That's rude. Still mannered. It's wild mannered, not mild mannered. It's an excuse to be a creep and to do anything you want to do, and God doesn't want us to do that, and you know it. The Holy Spirit tells us so. We know it. The Word tells us that. So let's look at things that can tell us to be well-mannered, good manners, the ways of the Lord God. It says in 1 Peter 3, 8, Finally, be all of one mind. We're talking about our brothers and sisters of Christ here. 
Not the ways of the world. As some people say, oh, we all seem to get along. No, 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 no. We need to get along with our brothers and sisters of Christ. Those of the world are not of us. We need to reach out to them in love, but we're not, they're not of us. Listen to what it says. Finally, 1 Peter 3, 8. Finally, be all of one mind. Be loving toward one another. Be gracious and be kind. Just don't say what's on your mind all the time. Be loving to one another. You don't have to tell them that you're against what they say. Just because they don't agree with you doesn't mean that they're against you. You know, there's a lot of brothers and sisters of Christ. I used to meet with different pastors all the time. We don't always agree with every uh, theology and philosophy, but we agree that Christ is our Savior. We agree with the important things, not all the little things. Some of them drove a Ford, as I did at the time. Some drove a Chevy. I didn't go out of my car and kick their tires. I didn't go out there and start throwing uh, a little thing at one of them had a, a, a you know, Toyota. Oh, yeah, Toyota. <laughs> I don't agree with that. No, we didn't do that just because they had a different kind of car. Well, we disagreed, obviously. Well, oh, my goodness, he had a blue one. I had a red one. Well, we, we can't agree now. We, we, they're not just like me. Well, look, God only made one beautiful person. I'm just joking, of course. I'm joking, of course. The point is, is we have differences. That doesn't mean we're of a different team. Folks, we're of one family, one body of Christ. That's how we have to behave. Watch your manners or P's and Q's. You know, my knee hurts all the time. And so because my knee hurts, it doesn't mean the rest of my body has to go against it. My hand doesn't go hit my knee because it's mad at the knee for hurting. Oh, it's, it's mad at the knee. But if I go beating up against the knee, what good does it do? The body has to work together, not against each other. We can't be rude to one another. We have to work together. We may not agree on everything, but we have to work together. Showing love and compassion. Titus 3.2 To speak evil of no one, not to be contentious, not to be contentious, but gentle, showing all humility toward everyone. Everyone. You know, some people misunderstand this. They say, oh, God's telling you to be a sucker. No. Show the love of the Lord for pity's sake. What we need to do, especially to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Proverbs 21, 23. Whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Oh, boy. I wish I had learned this before I was a married man long ago. <laughs> that wouldn't have helped anyway. But the point is this. The fact of the matter is, is in reality, in, rea in reality, it will help from the trouble with your brothers and sisters in Christ, the one body. Colossians 4, 6. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you should answer everyone. You mean you're always going to know the thoughts of everyone? No. No. Some people's moods get them in trouble. I mean, there are people, even your brothers and sisters in Christ, you don't know how they're thinking. You don't know how they're going to be. But if you treat them with love and compassion, even if they're in a weird mood, and might say weird because they're human, how dare they be human? But the point is this, they may be thinking strange things that you can't understand, but if you do it with love and compassion, I would rather innocently offend someone by accident than purposely go at them. I mean, I have offended people accidentally before, but I've also done it on purpose before. And I have, I've been a jerk. There's been times I've gone to someone, <laughs> Look at that. I hate the Browns. I, I hate them. I'm, I'm talking, not talking about any family names. I'm talking right now 
about the, the Cleveland Browns, okay? I'm talking about the fact that if you see, uh, by the way, I don't hate Cleveland Browns, but I, if you want to talk about a name of, okay, I'll tell you one, Denver Broncos. Okay. Anyone who likes the Denver Broncos, I apologize for your bad taste. That being said, <laughs> that being said, I've honestly been ornery about that because I don't hate anybody, not even a team. I'm just not a fan of them. But when you tease that way, sometimes you're being offensive. And I've been overly offensive in my teasing. I've learned to shut up like that, to shut up. Because some people are overly offended easily. And it's better just to be quiet. Better to keep your mouth shut, even in that way. It's better to be sweet and peaceful in all things. I would rather offend accidentally than on purpose is what I'm trying to tell you. And then you can easily go to them and say, hey, I didn't mean it. You misunderstood what I was saying. I'm not talking about the teasing part. I'm talking about if they misunderstand when you're talking lovingly. It's, e it's easier to go to them and apologize. We need to be very careful, very careful, very, very careful. Ephesians 4.29 says, let no wholesome word proceed, excuse me, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good for building up, that it may give grace to the listeners. Now let's, let's, let's look at the unwholesome part. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, there's so many things that could mean. It's been used for cursing. I've been guilty of that, unfortunately. We should not let cursing come out of our mouth. We should not let uh, backbiting come out of our mouth, putting people down, as I mentioned a moment ago. We can't let that happen. Gossip. Gossip destroys churches, destroys families, destroys things. We got to quit the gossiping. I'm talking to all Christians. Oh, everyone's been guilty of it. Everybody in the whole world's been guilty. Oh, I've never gossiped in my life, you liar. Everybody's been guilty of lying. Everyone's been guilty of gossiping. Everyone's been guilty of cursing to a point. I've never cursed. Have you ever said anything bad? It's the same as cursing. You know, I've, I've seen it happen. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. I've seen people say curse words that they don't say curse words. Oh, I don't say curse words. I say brown sugar. Well, that's cursing because it means the same thing. I'm, t I'm serious. I've heard people say, oh, I don't say that. I'll say, well, brown sugar. Well, folks, if you mean it, you mean it. I'm just saying we need to be careful. I say Aunt B. I don't mean that. I don't mean bad words if I say Aunt B, by the way. Otherwise, you think I'm saying that up here. That's not the truth. The point is, is people curse all the time when they mean something bad. We got to be careful how we speak. Got to be careful. Use manners. Manners. Philippians 2.3, let nothing be done out of strife or conceit, but in humility, let each esteem the other better than himself. Build people up. Don't tear them down. That's how we're to do one another. Treat them the way you want to be treated. But what if they're treating you bad? I know it hurts. I'm not telling you to be a sucker. I'm not telling you to put a Tootsie Pop on your, your shirt and walk around. I am, however, saying, I am, however, saying, be innocent. I've been called innocent recently in a negative way. I've been said I'm overly naive. I would rather be naive and innocent than uninnocent. I'd rather be innocent and naive and treat people kindly with love the way the Lord God told me to over and over and over and over again than go out there planning and plotting and hurting and mean and deceitful. So if someone tells me, oh, you're just so innocent, I'd be like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. That's a good thing. I'd rather that. Thank you much. Romans 12.10, be devoted to one another with brotherly love. 
prefer one another in honor. And that's great. I can honestly say I love every single brother and sister of Christ I ever met. I don't always like everything about them. I can say that. You know why? Because they're human. And humans make mistakes. But I can say I don't look at that stuff. Because I don't even like everything about me. I can be annoying. But I can't get away from me. And that's horrible. But I can tell you this. If you look past those little things, you see the big thing. They have perfection in them. Jesus Christ. If you focus on that perfection of Jesus that shines through them, that's the best thing in the whole wide world. It's beautiful. We're to be a good witness for Christ. That's what we're to be. A good witness for Christ with agape love. That's what we're to be. That's what we're to be. We are to be a good witness for Christ. Now, it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 40, let all things be done decently and in order. So what we do for one another is what we do for one another we're to show them that we love them. And I'm not talking about trying to buy them out, as some may see it, no, but it's to be seen by the world around us. People see how we treat one another. I mean, maybe you've heard it, and I'm sure it's an excuse. I'm sure most of the time by the world it's an excuse. But they see the way the people in the church treat one another. I, oh, don't trust that church. Oh, they're backbiters. Oh, they're gossipers. Oh, they're, you've heard it. I'm sure you've heard it. But we know the world a lot of times will use that and run with it. But folks, we don't want to give them anything to work with. We want them to see the love of the Lord. And let them see that and let them maybe want to come and join. Now, I'm not talking about joining this church. I would love them to come join the church. They're welcome to do that. But I'm talking about joining the church of the Lord. Let them join the flock. Let them come and join the flock. Don't let them see backbiting. Don't let them see people hating one another and being against one another. But I want to tell you this. It's hard to be a shepherd sometimes. It's hard to be a shepherd, which is what a pastor is. It's hard to be a shepherd when you see many of the people, I'm not necessarily talking about this church, but in church in general, I've heard it from other pastors too, when you can't keep the flock happy and you can't keep the flock from doing things that's ungodly. You hear people say, well, I'm going to do this no matter what because I am still human. I'm not perfect, but you have the perfect one in you. You have no excuse, but you want to give in to it, and you do it anyway. And one of the lambs, and I'm talking about the flock here, one of the lambs will say, bah, bah, this away, and bah, bah, that away, bah, bah, this away. Gentle lambs, do what you're supposed to do, and quit going your own way. Come back to the flock and do what the Lord God would have you to do. That's what we're to do. We're not to do what we want to do, but what the Lord God would want us to do. And he's told us what to do over and over again, but so often we don't listen. And that includes me. You know how often I want to do what I want to do and I can't do it? I can't do it because God tells me nay. Now, I could very well go away on my own direction, but I'm not going to because God said no, and I won't go against him. I won't. We can't do it. I was shocked as a child. Shocked. I used to meet a lot of people who would talk about PKs, is what they used to say. Oh, you're a PK, they used to say. That meant pastor's kid. But they would say it in a negative connotation. And the negative connotation meaning that a PK was supposed to be, I guess, spoiled, wild, rebellious, basically a brat. 
That was always shocking to me because in my house, we couldn't do that. We wouldn't do that because I know my father would not abide it, <laughs> nor would my mom. But uh, the fact is, I didn't want to. The Lord God told me, get up and follow me. I said, yes, sir. And I did it because I was raised to do so. And I did so. They raised me up in the way I should go, and I did. I didn't want to follow anyone else but the Lord. I was shocked because I did what the Lord told us to do. I'm now going to turn to Matthew chapter 5. You see, the Lord Jesus Christ told us the kind of attitudes, the kind of manners to have. And he told us this very easily. I'm going to read them to you very quickly. In Matthew chapter 5, he also told us in Luke chapter 6, which I'm going to read to you too. But in Matthew chapter 5, he told us how to be, how to be. Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 12. It says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Now here we go with the attitudes and how we should be. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger for, uh, and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when men revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be very glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in this manner they persecuted the prophets who were before you. We are to have the manner of following the Lord God and being as Jesus Christ told us to be, to have those attitudes. He said in Luke 6, 31 through 36, he said this. This goes right along with what I'm always telling you to do unto others as you have them do unto you. Listen to what he says in Luke 6, 31 through 36. He says, do unto others as you would have others do unto you. For if you love those who love you, what things do you receive? For even sinners love those who love them. I want to pause there for a second. This is what I'm telling you. This sermon is not for the lost. This sermon that even Jesus was speaking here in Luke 6, 31 through 36, is not for the lost. Yes, the lost can learn from it. But this is for the saved. This is for the children of God. This is for those who are supposed to be obedient unto the Lord. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Have others do unto you. For if you love those who love you, what things do you receive? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what things do you receive? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those who, whom you hope to receive, what things do you receive? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much in return. But love your enemies and do, excuse me, and do good and lend hoping for nothing in return then you your reward will be great and you will be the sons of the highest for he is kind to the unthankful and the evil be therefore merciful even as your father is merciful we must have good manners we must have good manners and let that be what deciphers our every action and our every reaction. 
We must have good, godly manners, godlike manners amongst the people in our lives. And it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy to let God's love be seen through us sometimes. It's not easy because I'm not telling you you're not to be a human. I'm not saying that we're not to be human. And there's going to be times that people are going to be rude to you at the store. Maybe even on the way home, you're going to stop off to a restaurant. Maybe you're going to have some waitress who's going to spill water on your lap. And I'm hoping I'm not prophesying here. But you may have a waitress spill water on your lap, and you're going to want to say, what's the matter with you? Throw the ice in her face. And who could blame you for wanting to? I wouldn't blame you, especially if you're a man, because it's going to look like you had an accident. I can understand that. But here's the thing. The thing is, is don't get frustrated. Don't get irritated. You can get irritated and frustrated, but don't react the way you was reacted to. What we have to do is behave the way Christ would have us behave with love and compassion and kindness and say, ma'am, it's okay. We all make mistakes. Ma'am or sir, it's all right. God bless you. And go on with it. With that one moment, you can either fuss and react badly, which I've done, I've done, or you can allow the Holy Spirit to take over and will be a witness. And you may not know what happens with that. They may go home, think about it for a while. They may not. But the Lord may be able to use it. You just never know. But don't give an opportunity to Satan. Give the opportunity to Christ by just the simplest thing. Good, godly manners. That's all you can do sometimes. That's all God expects from you. We must have God manners. Let that be what deciphers our every action and reaction. Not our human nature, but Christ who lives within us and the Holy Spirit who shall aim us like the sails of a ship. Aim us differently than the people around us. Well, no one else is behaving that way. I don't care. No one else is doing that. doesn't matter. The rest of my family is mean, so I know it's irritating. What everyone else is giving me suggestions with the digits of their hand, doesn't matter. Well, you should have seen them cut me off in the road, and huh? I know, I know. Let them be the one that gets the ticket. Try to explain that to the officer. Everyone else is mean to the police, but we're not. We're not. And if you ever do get in the flesh and be mean, please don't tell them what church to go to. Don't tell me your pastor's name either. <laughs> I'm simply saying, don't be a bad representation, a bad advertisement for Jesus. You know, you, you don't see on a candy uh, commercial, rust the teeth, makes you gain weight, makes you die young. You don't ever see that. Let's not do it for Christ either, okay? Let's make sure we're a good advertisement for Jesus. It says in 2 Timothy 1, 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. We have self-control. When people say, I can't help myself. Yes, you can. Don't lie. I can't help it. I have to. I'm human. No, don't lie. You're not human alone. You have the Lord God. You have the Holy Spirit. Don't do it. We'll close by reading Colossians 3, 12 through 14. So embrace as the elect of God, holy and beloved, a spirit of mercy, 
kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. Bear with one another and forgive one another. If anyone has a quarrel against anyone, even as Christ forgave you, so you must do, listen now, so you must do, and above all these things, embrace love, which is the bond of perfection. The pastor, so-and-so made me so mad. You have no idea. It doesn't matter. But they were rude to me. It doesn't matter. Love them anyway. Well, I'm so mad I'm going to stay home, not go to church. That's stupid. It does no good. Well, I'm going to show them by acting like a child. No. Don't act like an ignorant, imbecile, brat, child, and stay home and suck your thumb and kick up dust because it does no good. Act like a child of the Lord. Behave like a child of the Lord. Show love because that's what Jesus wants us to do. That's what we need. And you'll feel so much better. And I'm speaking to me. Let's now bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God Almighty, Heavenly Father, Father God, thank you for loving me, even though I can be a immature, spoiled brat, and you've put your arms out to me and loved me and taken care of me and snuggled me, Lord God, and made sure that you know that I know that you love me. And I pray right now for every single one of us that will continue to love you and follow you and allow you to guide us and lead us that we will have God-like manners, be godly and loving and be mild-mannered towards those of the world and yes, our brothers and sisters of Christ to be a good representation of you so that your perfection can be seen and not our imperfection to shine towards the world around us. I pray for all of this in your holy and precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen.